0: He's spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show.
1: All right, let's get it on. It's 406, I'm Mike Boyle, and we are back to the second hour. Second. <laughs> Suffering succotash. I uh, sound like Daffy Duck. I couldn't figure out if it was the third hour or the second hour. 303-696-1971. 3036961971 last weekend i believe it was on sunday i got a recommendation from a listener to watch wonders of mexico a pbs series only 3 episodes and one of them was the forest of the mayas the yucatan peninsula so I watched it this week. I, I apparently on my Xfinity don't get PBS. I had to pay $2.99. Not a big deal. I just wanted to let you know about that. But it was really, really worth it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that maybe tomorrow. But God talking about the food, in it, it's, it, it's primarily the birds and animals and the cenotes, the underground rivers, ...of the Yucatan Peninsula. So, um, but, talked a little bit about food, and it reminded me of the Eva Longoria. You know the actress Eva Longoria. She's got a series out that's 10 episodes, and I cannot remember which subscription service I got it on. If it was Amazon, Prime, Netflix, but one that I think that most of you can watch. My daughter... Turn me on to it. It's Eva Longoria searching, <coughs> pardon me, searching for Mexico. And she goes around the country looking at the seven different food regions, whether it's Mexico City, Oaxaca. Um, and in one of the episodes, she's in Merida, or Merida, however you prefer to pronounce it, uh, up on the northern tip of the. Yucatan Peninsula. And so many, many, many Mayan dishes are prepared with pork. And it's cooked underground. It's called P I B I L, a pabil style. And they cook it underground and bring it out. It's very moist, very tender. So I was at my neighbor Felix this week. I was at the store in Colorado Springs. There are um, four my neighbor Felix, obviously one in Boulder, one at 20th and I-25, one at um, the old Landry's right across from the View House restaurant in Centennial. And they've opened up a new one in Colorado Springs. So I went and I saw a pork dish cooked in that style. I asked the server. She didn't know anything about it. I said, ask the chef. And he said, yeah, it's, it, it's supposed to be prepared underground. Obviously, the um, my neighbor Felix does not cook it underground, but it was really, really good. It was, a, uh, it was a taco platter with pork and very, very good. I thought that if you had any interest in it, bring up Eva Longoria Searching for Mexico and one of the episodes is called Foods of the Yucatan or Enjoying the Yucatan or something like that. And it might give you an idea of a couple of the dishes that you can enjoy when you go to a My Neighbor Felix. These are not your typical Mexican dishes, a bunch of combination plates. Let's take a break, and when we we'll come back, I'll tell you about some of the dishes they serve at My Neighbor Felix. 303-696-1971. Oh, I to to heaven, but I don't want to go. That's Carly Simon, You're So Vain. And wouldn't you, even at 80 years old, she just turned 80 years old, wouldn't you love to have Carly Simon over a bottle of wine singing You're So Vain to you? Yes, indeedy. 303-696-1971. Let's go to Chuck calling from Arizona. Wow! Listening down worldwide. We span the globe on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. How are you? I'm having a great day, folks. Chuck is uh, somebody that I met through the show, and uh, he's been to a number of our meal deals, goes back and forth from Denver to Arizona. But uh, he was with us in Mexico in the last hour. We got a call from Larry. Larry and his wife were with us in Mexico September 6th to the 13th, and um, uh, I mentioned that I'm going to Cabo January 10th, but on April 3rd, I'm going right back to that adult-only reunion palace kooka can in cancun because people enjoyed it what's going on with you chuck
2: well i just wanted to let you know that when i saw that on there that we were going to go back in april remember when we were all together i said "Man, we should try to go in may because last year we did a may trip and this year i was like well, i can do a may trip we can also do an april trip so i'm excited about that i got a a, a little bit of a a group of people not to mention my wonderful sweetheart that wants to go and April works as well as May does, so we're excited.
1: You know what? And let me just tell you, um, I, I don't want to sound—I uh, don't, I don't want to give anybody the bum's rush, but the price was thirty-five hundred, a little over thirty-five hundred for two people in September. It's 3300 dollars, and all you got to do is get your deposit in. That holds that price. Wasn't that? And by the way, I'm glad she's coming with you because I was beginning to think that this was kind of like, you know, your 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 secret lover, your invisible lover. I was. I, she really. I didn't know that there really was a significant other for you, Chuck.
2: Well, that's because I was wanting to make sure that we were solid before I introduced you to her because she's so amazing, I thought you might try to sweep her up.
1: (laughs) Yes, you know what, Chuck, out of respect for you, I will be nothing but a gentleman. What did you think of that property that we were at?
2: It was spectacular. Uh, The fact that it was uh, adults only was... um, it was a little bit iffy for me because, you know, I love kids and I love grandkids and all that. And we got, we all got some of those. And, uh, yet it was extremely relaxing. There was, uh, there was a, a sense about the property that allowed the adults to be adults and we didn't have to necessarily look over our shoulder. Um, so it was fabulous and the location and the beach, the pool setups, the rooms, were everything that we could possibly expect from any of the real resorts we've stayed in. And I've stayed in about 19 of them. I think you've stayed in even more than that. So it was outstanding.
1: Well, gosh, we're looking forward to you going. Did you have a meal? I've talked about the ahi tuna at the Asian restaurant. Larry, in the first hour, talked about the ribeye at the steakhouse. Um, I noticed that you liked the lobster uh, quite a bit. What did you think of the lobster that they served as? A, part of the steakhouse, and B, part of the buffet?
2: Well, when we found out it was going to be in the buffet, that was a slam dunk because there's nothing, <laughs> there's no rules. And then we found out it was going to be at the steakhouse, and we went in and we redesigned the menu by asking first the waitress, of course, and the maitre d', and then the chef came out to greet us because almost all of us, there might have been one holdback, Ordered the steak and, or so the surf and turf, but subbed in lobster tail instead. And that was just two days later. So, um, yeah, I've had my lobster fix and it was outstanding lobster. It wasn't giant, but it wasn't some small Langostino either. It was really, really good. And for those of you that maybe
1: haven't stayed at an all inclusive, Yeah, there is a buffet, and one of the things that the Ryu does, and we stay at the top of the line, we stay at the Palace, and they really, you know, sometimes at some of these buffets, uh, there's some stuff that they run out of, or sometimes at an all-you-can-eat, an all-inclusive, maybe that bartender doesn't pay quite as much attention to getting you another drink. And I don't think it's some nefarious plot, but maybe they're encouraged to just slow down a little bit. You don't want for anything at a rio and whether you go with us in january whether you go with us in april you're going to meet a wonderful wonderful group of people people drift in drift out we usually run about 50 50 60 40 uh, people that have traveled with us before traveled with me before and new people we've got a wonderful lady sharon is going with us in april um, she and her husband were are going to go this year husband passed away She said, I'd still like to go. She's going to go with us in April. It's just, we have solo travelers, whether they're men, whether they're women, we have wonderful couples. And I agree with you, Chuck. I think the all adult, adult only property, I agree with you. We all love the kids. Uh, Most of us are at an age, 50, 60, maybe even a few 70 year olds that have grown kids. They're adults, but it's just nice to be able to relax a little bit, and uh, I thought that that's what the property provided. Hey, Chuck, thanks for listening down there in Arizona. I really appreciate it and looking forward to seeing you uh, April 3rd at the airport for Cancun, if I don't see you before.
2: Absolutely. I'm back in Denver for, oh, golly, four or five times between now and April, so we will definitely connect at one of the Saturday uh, venues.
1: I'd love it. All right. His name is Chuck. He's down in Arizona. He's in restaurant equipment sales, and he's the guy that will go into a restaurant, go into a space, and design the whole kitchen for its efficiencies, economically efficient, logistically efficient, Uh, fun guy to talk to. He's a fun guy to have on the trips. Let's take a break. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. 4 o'clock on the restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about show. You know, we just got done talking with Chuck down in Arizona about the group trips to Mexico. Folks, love to have you join us. You will meet as nice a group of people as you can possibly imagine. We travel as a group. We don't travel as a pack. Um... I go out and do the baseball thing. I take one of the guys. Some people go over to Isla Mejeras to get a golf cart, and they drive around. They check out the Mayan ruins over there. They maybe go to a couple bars. A couple people take an excursion to Chichen Itza, uh, the famous Mayan ruins down there. Some people go into town to go shopping. Whatever you'd like to do, we travel as a group but not as a pack. One of the other features of the show that we're really going to ramp up. We started about a week ago. I told you that I met with Jose Medina. Jose Medina is the owner of Castle Rock Autoplex. used to be Medved Automotive, um, but Jose bought him. He's got a number of dealerships, doing a great job. And I went to him and I said, you know, Jose, a lot of people, they want to get out of their rut, but they don't know how. So I'd like to do a travel segment where we encourage them to maybe go on a day trip around Colorado, or maybe go on a staycation. Maybe you drive down to Durango and you spend a couple days, or maybe you drive on up to Winter Park for a couple days, or driving trips. I told you I just recently took a driving trip down to New Mexico, Arizona, stood on a corner of Winslow, Arizona, and just kind of share it with people in hopes of getting them out of their ruts. So Jose said, I like it. So I just want to remind you that if you need a car, go to Castle Rock Autoplex. But I thought, here we are on the 23rd of September. Wouldn't it be appropriate to talk about day trips to see the fall colors? I've lived in Colorado a little over 40 years. And I still make it a point every year... To get up and see the fall colors sometimes I'm not paying attention I go a little early sometimes I'm not paying attention I go a little late but that's why I thought I would share this article with you it's from Fox 21 it's a t- uh, television station in Colorado Springs but they published an article Colorado's <coughs> fall fall colors everything you need to know It's been a wet year in Colorado, and this may help make for a blazing color show over the next month in our state. While moisture is one of the factors regarding how bright the seasonal color change will be, according to the U.S. Forest Service, the biggest impact on dull or vivid colors comes from weather as the leaves change. Warm and dry days with cool but not freezing nights, make for the brightest colors. And late September looks to bring exactly that. Leaves have chlorophyll in them, I guess that's how you pronounce it, in them that give them green pigment during the warmer months. In the fall, when the temperatures get cooler and the sun angles change, the tree's chlorophyll starts to break down. Eventually, the green color disappears and other colors become visible. The leaf color depends on the pigment present in the leaf. All right, now that might be a little bit too much information for you. So let me do this. If you want to take a nice staycation or a day trip, here are some of the top places to see the leaves. Guanella Pass. You can go in from the south side in Colorado Springs, or you can go I-70 to Georgetown and go up over Guanella Pass. I will tell you that I have gone over Guanella Pass to look at the fall colors, and they are spectacular on Guanella Pass. Unfortunately, a lot of people know that. So that road gets pretty jammed up, and when you get up to the top, there's a 14er up there called Beer Stube that you can hike it if you want, if you can find a parking place, but it gets a little jammed up at Guanella Pass. And then you turn around and you go back into Georgetown, and you maybe hit a nice restaurant, maybe go down into Idaho Springs, go to Tommy Knockers, go to one of the places there. Maybe you drive a little bit farther and you stop at the El Rancho. Maybe you haven't been to the El Rancho since uh, Frank Bonanno took it over. Um, so, Guanella Pass, peak-to-peak highway, all right, um, that is for Spectacular Colors. That's up in Estes Park, uh, as you may or may not know, stretching 55 miles from Estes Park to I-70. The peak-to-peak highway is about a three-hour drive. Um Begins on Highway 7 in Estes Park, blah, blah, Wild Basin, Rocky Mountain National Park, past Allen's Park. Anyway, uh, that is another place, Peak-to-Peak Highway. And then if you don't want to do the whole Peak-to-Peak Highway, Rocky Mountain National Park. Remember, you old-timers, remember when I used to do a show every year for the fall colors at the Rocky Mountain National Park, owned and operated by the Carl family of Bill Carl and his yeah, we used to, I used to drive up on a Sunday morning, get up early, drive up, could have stayed up in Estes Park, and uh, went to the Rocky Mountain National Park, but it's beautiful. We've got Guanella Pass, Peak to Peak Highway, Rocky Mountain National Park, and I'm kind of giving these out and letting you decide how much or how little time you would like to spend making this drive. Obviously... You know, you can get to, uh, well, Dillon Reservoir is on this list. You know what, if you live in Denver Metro, you get on I-70, you drive to Dillon Reservoir, you check out the fall colors, go up along the Blue River, maybe stop at the Mint, the oldest bar in Summit County, have yourself a nice meal. But this way you can kind of decide how long you would like to take, how long you'd like to be gone. Vail, number five on the list is Vail. My daughter is up in Beaver Creek right now and sent me some beautiful pictures. She obviously went on a hike with her mother and a couple other folks, her uh, stepdad and her stepbrother, and uh, sent me a picture of beautiful, beautiful colors. Tennessee Pass. A lot of people don't even know where Tennessee Pass is. Uh, If you go past Vail, past Beaver Creek, if you get to Minturn, you turn south. Uh, that will take you through Red Cliff and it will take you over Tennessee Pass. It's only about a ten thousand foot pass. You know we've got some that are a lot higher than that, but and then, it can, then you either come down to Leadville and you can come back the back way through Colorado Springs, or you can swing through Leadville and go down to Copper Mountain and make a circuitous route, and you are back on I seventy. So Tennessee Pass, Steamboat Springs. Uh, Steamboat Springs, we all know where Steamboat Springs is. You get off I 70 at 40, you go through Empire, Winter Park, Granby, and then on out to Krembling and over Rabbit Ears Pass. So, this list the Steamboat Springs and Rabbit Ears Pass as two places to really enjoy the fall colors. And finally, Buena Vista. Looks like Buena Vista, but it's pronounced Buena Vista for those of you that know Colorado, that we pronounce it Buena Vista. A good view, that's the way it translates in Spanish. So, Quinella Pass, Peak-to-Peak Highway, Rocky Mountain National Park, Dillon Reservoir, Vale, Tennessee Pass, Steamboat Springs, Rabbit Ears Pass, Buena Vista, Buena Vista. I haven't figured out where I'm going yet this year, but uh, this will be part of the... Castle Rock, Autoplex. They've got Chevys and Jeeps and Fords. They've got the whole lineup there. They've got new cars, used cars. They've got cars and trucks. But I want to thank Jose Medina because I think that this will be a nice, nice feature. Uh, If you want to get this list, and and by the way, one of the other things that they've done here is that they have provided a map um, that will tell you the times, the dates, when the colors should be the best in those respective places. For example, wait, what happened? Where where where'd it go? Here it is. Up in the, let's say, Craig area out west on I-70, September 21st to the 28th, that'll be this week. Uh, If you want to get south of I-70, south of Grand Junction, um, September 26th to October 3rd, down around Durango, Wolf Creek, Pass, uh, you know, they've got a bunch of town, North Park down there, uh, September 28th to October 6th. And then if you want to wait and go out on the eastern plains, I, you know, I just don't think of the eastern plains as having a lot of places where you can really check out the fall colors. But October 6th to the 23rd, that goes from the Wyoming state border down to the New Mexico border. And it's basically east of I-25. If you'd like to look this up, you can go to Fox 21 News, Colorado Springs, and uh, and it will show you the article right there. All right, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Don't forget to check out my website at MikeBoyle.com. Let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you about... A shoe store that has decided, <laughs> can't make this stuff up, to go into the restaurant business. Right? I'm an old wind. I listen to this song as we go out. We're going to take a break. 303 696 1971. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show.
2: Bon for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads. I ain't cut out to climb high line poles, but I'm pretty good for drinking beer. Alright, come
1: in about four thirty-nine. We're almost out of time. We're gonna take up until five o'clock. Turn it over to Randy Corcoran. I got a kick out of this. We all love Costco, right? I joined last February. I didn't hold out. I just thought I don't need the portions, the quantities that Costco sells stuff in. Um, but a friend of mine told me about gas, and I said, "Whoa! I can save a whole bunch of money on gas." And uh, you gotta love the buck fifty hot dogs and the pizzas—very, very good. So um, I joined, and I got the executive membership, and um, you get two people, hundred twenty dollars a year. And so I put my daughter on it, and her husband does an awful lot of the shopping, so I put him on, put a third person on, paid for it, happy to have it. Well, apparently a shoe company has seen the success of Costco and its food court, and they decided that they are going to um, emulate that. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? Skechers. Are you familiar with Skechers shoes? You know, you see Howie Long on the commercials. I wasn't really a big fan of Skechers until I got hurt in my bicycle accident a couple of years ago. And, of course, when I got out of the hospital after a week, couldn't bend over, couldn't touch my knees, let alone touch my toes. And my neighbor is a regional guy with Skechers. He brought me a pair of slip-ons. And I thought, I'd always thought of Skechers as being kind of Uh, not attractive, okay? But I put these shoes on. I said, holy cow, these things are really, really comfortable. So then I went back to him and I said, well, what other shoes do you have? And now if you've seen me at the airport, if you've seen me at my events, you know that I wear Skechers tennis shoes. They're really, really comfortable. Well, Skechers has opened a restaurant at its Gardena, that would be Gardena, California, store. It's an overnight success. For the last four months, lines have been building outside the Skechers' door in Gardena, and it's not the shoes that everyone is buzzing about. The warehouse outlet store. Now you say, well, Mike, how many of us are going to be in Gardena, California? Listen, if it works as well as it is, I guarantee you that it will come to other Skechers' stores. The warehouse outlet store. Which was the second brick and mortar location the company opened decades ago, is now home to a concession stand offering uncomplicated but high quality cheap eats. The local business community, and even some well known social media influencers, oh, you got to have those people, can't seem to get enough of it. Skechers has opened an elevated concession stand at its outlet store in Gardena, and the project has become an overnight success. It's called Food Spot. And the outdoor eatery is attached to the side of a non-assuming store in the bustling shopping center on the corner of Vermont and West 190th Street. It's been described... By many, it's a Costco-style concession stand that's a bit tastier and a touch more expensive, but one that doesn't require a membership to eat there. You've got to have a Costco membership to take advantage. But I'll tell you this, bit tastier, the hot dogs at Costco are as good as you can get. They're as fresh. The buns are good. I wish the Broncos could do it at Mile High Stadium. Obviously, it's not the Broncos. It's a concessionaire. But they're really, really good. It offers some of the affordable classic Costco fare you know and love, like all-beef hot dogs for $2.50. Costco's is 50, and it comes with a nice cold Pepsi drink. Pepperoni pizza slices for $3, and premium soft serve and fresh churros also for $3. But the menu veers off in a more ambitious way, offering high-quality quick entrees that feel more like something you would get from a specialized, dedicated restaurant. There's the citrus chili roast chicken sandwich served with ranch on an artisan bun, as well as a double smash burger and a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, each served with a bounty of pickles and Thousand Island-style secret spot sauce, which itself is apparently a hit and can be purchased on its own for only $1. While shoes and smash burgers seem an unlikely marriage the food spot is actually something the company's co-founder has been champing at the bit to try. Michael Greenberg, president and co-founder of Sketchers, said, I always thought, wouldn't it be fun to have a food concession in the, RV, in the Gardena store? It does a tremendous amount of volume, and it has a lot of foot traffic. He's a self-described foodie who dabbled in the restaurant business for years, investing in a number of restaurant chains. The idea was something Greenberg had sitting around for years, but the area where the store sits was never zoned for food sales. Now, in the years leading up to the plan being realized, the Gardena outlet would also would often host food trucks to feed shoppers and help scratch Greenberg's proverbial itch. But he eventually grew tired of almost seeing his dream come true. And more than two years ago, he pushed the team to figure out how to get the lot rezoned and clear the way for what would eventually become the food spot. I think it took everybody by surprise, he admitted. I think in the beginning there were people scratching their head and saying, what is Michael doing? And could I understand, you know, but this was my vision. All right, I've always quoted Albert Einstein who said, great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. I applaud Greenberg for doing this. For the shoe company's co-founders, the food spot is a passion project, not one born out of necessity or to rake in profit, but rather to enhance the shopping experience for Skechers' customers. If families spend their precious time together shopping for shoes and clothes, you might as well feed them while they are there. Luxury department stores like Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus also have restaurants and cafes in their stores, so why not Skechers? Greenberg said it was much more about the overall experience and the atmosphere of being at that Skechers store. But if the food spot was going to be successful... The food had to actually be good and meet the same standards Greenberg has for the brand's products. First and foremost, the most important thing to me was the quality of the food. Because I relate to the quality of the food, it's got to be as good as the product we sell, whether you wear our product or ingest it or chew it, (laughs) said with a laugh. So it was, well, can we do it right? Can I have the best chicken fried sandwich? Can I have the best double cheese smash burger? Will people drive here for the food and the experience? And if the food brings people in, they're more likely to spend time in the actual store, he said. Ooh, yeah, I understand now. So the food, like the shoes themselves, is simple and approachable, nor frills as others would describe. For Greenberg, the offerings at the food spot reflect the company's corporate mindset of high-quality yet affordable. And apparently that mindset has caught on. The food spot serves more than 2,000 people every week. Okay, now that is about 700, I beg your pardon, 300 people a day, seven days a week. All right, I'd be willing to bet you that the average Costco, 2,000 per week, I'd be willing to bet you that the average Costco, uh, 300 a day. I guarantee you Costco does more than that. But you go to Costco to get a lot of stuff. You don't just go to buy shoes. The food has gotten the attention of food. Bloggers, reviewers, and influencers who all seem relatively impressed by what they're eating. So how did Skechers make Greenberg's dream a reality? Joe Fields, a senior member, domestic retail operations for Skechers, offered a tour of the facility to their local television station. He typically oversees the company's retail stores, but when the spot, food spot opened, he had to get a crash course in the restaurant business. He took Cisco classes. I told you that Cisco is one of the largest food purveyors in the country and got a Serve Safe certified, certification um, because food spot is now just a part of his everyday life but the concession stand isn't being run by a bunch of shoe salespeople playing restaurant. It's got a complete staff of veteran food industry workers, including the general manager who spent several years managing food and beverage services at angel, angel stadium. He's probably living the dream if he's only got to do 2000 people a week compared to 30, 40,000 people a day about 900 square feet of the store was raised and renovated to accommodate the commercial kitchen, which looks like what you would expect with flat-top grills, deep fryers, and a large industrial refrigerator. Everything is made to order except the French fries, which are frozen. Uh, the restaurant typically experiences a lunch around noon, dinner rush around 5. When they first open. food wasn't served until 11, and it closed at 8. But it was so busy <laughs> they now open earlier at 10 a.m. Nothing like a good hot dog at 10 a.m. in the morning to grab the more early lunch crowd and very recently extended closing to 8 o'clock for those seeking an easy evening meal and an inexpensive meal, all right? At about On a Wednesday around 2 o'clock right after the lunch rush had dissipated, Brian Russ and Steve Ricks were finishing up their meal at the food spot traveling for business, And unaware of the eatery's overnight success, the two saw signs while driving and decided to stop for a quick bite to eat between sales calls. They waited less than five minutes to get pizza and fries and spent less than $20 in the process. Not much more you could possibly ask for, said Eric. So, anyway, cute idea, innovative idea. I don't know when I will find myself in Gardena, California. I obviously don't know when you will find yourself in Gardena, California. But if I do get close, I will try it. And if you have tried it, I'd love to hear from you. You can either call me on the air or send me an email, mike at mikeboyle.com. Or if you have relatives that live in that Gardena, Hawthorne area and go, I would love to hear about that. But it sounds like a fun, fun idea. All right, let's come back to wrap it up on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, 453, let's go to Susie in Littleton before we go to Randy Corcoran coming up at 5 o'clock. Susie in Littleton, welcome to the show.
3: Hi there, Mike. Um, I have two uh, things I wanted to tell your listeners about. One is I'm just getting back from Salida, so this weekend, Saturday and Sunday from ten to five, is the open. It's called Open Studios Tour, and what you do is when you drive into Salida, you'll see a lot of different signs all over town. But um, so you go from artist house to artist house. You know their studios and uh-huh. it's really interesting and what surprised me is I so I live in downtown littleton so I drove up there today and um There was a lot of color on the way. I was really surprised. I wasn't taking the trip because of the color, but there was some nice color. It's not massive like being in a massive group of trees. So I wanted to tell, you know, tell your listeners about that. I I went last year and really enjoyed it, so I made a point of going back this year. And then the other thing I really, I found this week on uh, PBS is a great show. It has two seasons and it's called America Outdoors. And it's a guy who, um, what's his name, Um, Beratunde Thurston is the host of it, and he goes different places around America and spends time in the outdoors, and he features a state. Like one episode is northern Minnesota, another one's Idaho, another one is – uh, North Carolina coast. It, okay. It's very interesting.
1: Well, you know what? We go back years ago to the Chevy jingle with Dinah Shore, see the USA in your Chevrolet. Yeah. And then, of course, Charles Carrault came along with On the Road, and it was these driving trips that I took, and I've driven all over the country. I've taken my daughter to all 50 states that made me yeah. approach Jose Medina at Castle Rock Autoplex. And I said, you know what? I think there's a market for this. And I've been getting calls and emails, and I'm putting – I like Salida. And I might want to go down to Moffat to the Joyful Journey Hot Springs. And uh, I'm going to look up America Outdoors because – I think that these things, if you just give people a reason, if you just give them a suggestion to get out of their ruts, a lot of times they'll take it. These are great suggestions, Susie, and I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to listen. All right?
3: Okay. Okay, take, take care. All right.
1: Bye-bye. All right, good talking to Susie. Wasn't that nice? All right, I'll tell you what, we're coming up on 457. We've only got about a minute, minute and a half for him. But let's go to Randy Corcoran. He is coming up with his show starting at 5 o'clock. And, uh, Randy, what do you got coming up today for our listeners?
4: Hey, good morning, Mike, or good evening, Mike, or whatever time of day it is. I uh, I was on a Harley ride today, and because of a couple of stops, had to drive through downtown Denver, went by the Cesar Chavez memorial building on Spear and really made me mad. And I'll tell everybody why on the other side. Also going to f- tell folks about a climate conversation documentary, a special screening and panel discussion that's coming up this Thursday. And then we'll jump into, oh, maybe a political discussion or two.
1: I'm shocked. Yeah, and Randy, um, <laughs> Randy, um, <clears throat> I bet you that you really enjoy the drives and the fall colors On a Harley. I know that when I used to ride, I really enjoyed it because you can drive down the road and you can see the fall colors and you can really enjoy them and take the pictures, but it just seems like when you're on a motorcycle, you feel the colors a little bit more. Is that making sense?
4: A hundred percent. When I was six or seven years old, I made a toy. Tonka toy uh, handlebar grip, and I used to just imagine what it would be like to be cruising through the mountains and on the open highways as a kid, and at 64 years old, I got to tell you, my friend, it still feels no different. I truly love it.
1: You're still living the dream. His name is Randy Corcoran. He's coming up at 5 o'clock, and when he says good morning, that's okay because the show is get up, wake up with Randy Corcoran, and uh, you know what? It used to refer to a morning show, and now it just refers to when you think about the political scene and the mess we're in, maybe we all need to wake up ever so slightly. So he'll be with you at 5 o'clock. I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm done for the day. Uh, I'm going to watch a little football, going to relax a little bit, and we'll do this again tomorrow from 10 o'clock until noon. I'm going to have a call-in contest from 10 o'clock until 11 o'clock because um, You know, the Broncos are playing Miami tomorrow, and if you think that you know who's going to win that game, you just might get yourself a nice $50 gift certificate to Trestle's Coastal Cuisine, which is an exceptional restaurant. It's in uh, Castle Rock North, Castle Pine South, uh, Happy Canyon, whatever you want to call that. All right. The out song is Zach Brown's toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. That was me in Mexico. That could be you in Mexico. Check it out on my website at mikeboyle.com. Adios, and dios. Goodbye and go with God. I hope you have a great rest of your evening listening to Randy Burford or whatever you're doing. And I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock with another edition of the Restaurant Show on News Talk 7. And Not a
2: worry in a world of PBR on the way. Life is good today. Life is good today.